and you know what? The one, like, there, there are fans, right? So let's say, like, the Beehive, they don't play about Beyonce. Ooh, or Nicki Minaj's Barbies. The Barbies, they don't play about her. The WizKid fans, they, they too, <laughs> they don't play about that man. Listen, they shout out WizKid FC, man. I ain't going to play. WizKid FC is one of the FC. most loyal fan bases in the world. As, as musicians' lives are and their careers are based on the love and support we show them yep. as fans. As a woman, wifey material situation, cooking skills are essential. Okay. Incredibly essential. Okay. Well, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. As a husband, oh. as husband material, yeah. cooking is essential. <laughs> this is 2021. This is not the 1950s, like I said. You're listening to Adishokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition of Adi Shopper Live, the official Afrobeats podcast with myself, Adi Shopper Olajide, a.k.a. Shop City, a.k.a. The Energy God, where I break down the hot topics in the studio with a celebrity, my, you know, the celebrity guest to come <laughs> help me run through some of the headlines that have happened in the last one week. As always, you can follow us across all social media. And more importantly, thank you for the support across all social media. That's all your likes and comments and all the shares. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for more information and as always feel free to share with friends and family too especially if you're having a good time with it now as always i'm going to run through the headlines but before i do that you can also catch us on yanga tv every saturday from 7 30 p.m and on monday repeat at 7 p.m and that's on sky 186 and i think freesat 171 so make sure you check that out as well shout out to our yanga viewers too now before I go into the headlines, I'd like to introduce my uh, celebrity guest in the building from the Dreams of Money podcast. It is uh-huh. Norma. Welcome back again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Listen, I knew once I invited you, you were going to coordinate somehow. You and know. And guess what? You came in with the or- you know, the I orange. had to come through. I had to, I had to match your swag, match your vibe. Come on, you know? man. The, the, the energy <laughs> is always on point. So thank you very much for coming through. I can't wait for us to get into the headlines this week. Uh, before we go into the headlines, I'd like to talk to you about a partnership of ours. That's Shubes.com, which is the leading discovery hub for black culture experiences, bringing you the latest events, music, and news. Now with Shubes, you can discover and buy tickets to the best events happening in your city to satisfy your every need. If you're on a hunt for bottomless brunches, the latest Afrobeats concerts, or just a banging night out, Shubes has got you covered. Shubes is at the center of all experiences. Whether you're an event organizer looking to sell out your event or looking for the perfect event to attend, we'll all be doing that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Visit shoobs.com and get shoobs in now. Now, some of the headlines we'll be talking about will be number one, Twitter users calling rapper Sarkodie from Ghana a copycat. Lethal Bizzle talking about women and uh, cooking. That'll be interesting to hear what Norma has to say about that. <laughs> Snoop Dogg seen playing Whiskey and Thames in the background and, of course, giving his own opinion on the record, too. And lots, lots more. So let's get into it. We're going to start in the UK, where superstar British Ghanaian, I like the fact that I added that Ghanaian in there, mm-hmm. not just, I'm not going to let him get away with the British alone. British Ghanaian rapper and entrepreneur Little Bizzle made a video on Snapchat that went viral. 
In the video, the rapper said, and I quote, I see you girls get all late, getting ready for summer in the gym, BBLs and that, lashes and that. But if you can't cook, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a listen. All right, big man thing, yeah. I see you girls getting all lit, getting ready for summer in the gym, BBLs and that, lashes and that, new weeds and that. But hey, if you can't cook, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Norma, uh, we heard what our brother Little Bizu has said. If you can't cook, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts about you, Little Bizzle's uh, you comments? You already know I've got several opinions. Okay, let Before me hear. Before I start, I have a question. Yes. Shopsy, what year are we in? We're 2021. Is this the 1950s? Oh, here we go. No, it's not. Is this the 1950s? No, it's not. Uncle Bizzle, <laughs> right? Let's just... First of all, cooking and eating mm. is not a gender-specific thing. Mm. Let's just get that correct. Cooking is not a gender-specific thing, yeah. okay? It's not like we're building a car. It's not like you're, you know, even going out to, to, to earn the baking, whatever. Even if you're building a car, it's still exactly. not a gender-specific... It's not a gender-specific thing. So let's just leave this gender stereotype that is old, archaic, and mm. irrelevant in today's society mm. into continuing this idea of women belong in the kitchen. Come on. No, like, it's old, it's tired, it's a new day. No, it's not talking about women belonging in the kitchen. What's he, what but, he's basically but, but saying... But you're reinforcing that idea because if he wasn't reinforcing that idea, he would have said men and women, I see you guys, you're in the gym, Both he would have addressed both men and the women he mm. wouldn't have just addressed the women am mm. i am i wrong okay I, I, well i'm listening to you i'm, I'm <laughs> so hearing what you're saying it's like it's just that whole idea of like women you know you should be cooking you should be working on your wife and material skills blah 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 come on it's old it's tired so, let's get with the times okay okay yes so, i can look cute yeah. yes i can get my bb or go to the gym look yep. cute for the summer and still my, live my best life absolutely that's number one number two sweetie i've spent the last year at home, hmm. locked up. My priority for the summer is not <laughs> to be in the kitchen cleaning. I'm finna be living my best life out at the day parties, okay. out not cooking in the restaurants, eating, okay. being catered to. Okay, I, I, as I deserve. Listen, you deserve to be catered to. You deserve to live your best life, enjoy yourself in the gym, partying over summer. But mm -hmm. it goes back to. Let's just say the, 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 the foundations of what he was trying to say. Is and the foundations exactly? he, of what I felt he was trying to say is, mm -hmm. you know, as a woman, wifey material situation, cooking skills are essential. Okay. Incredibly essential. Okay. Well, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. As a husband, oh. as husband material... Yeah. Cooking is essential. This is 2021. This is not the 1950s, like I said. Yeah. Therefore, it's, if I, as a woman, as a female, am required to to cook and to clean and to showcase all of these wifey material yes. um, qualities of mine, so what's you, the man supposed to you do? as a man also need to be doing the same because nowadays 
the the new day woman is not just in the kitchen she's okay, also absolutely. at work yes therefore if i'm supposed to be in the kitchen as well as at work as well as taking care of you taking care of the yeah. kids yeah. you need to be able to do the exact same things that i'm doing wow. therefore you need to be bringing in the bacon like Facts. i can Facts. you need to be providing for the kids Facts. you need to be taking care of me yep. you need to be cooking for me in the same <laughs> way that i do for you therefore <laughs> i'm just gonna say to the girls right we need to step again we need to be telling these men babe if you can't cook you can't put a ring on it okay because what these men would do is make you feel like your worthiness as a woman is based on your ability to take care of them mm. your ability to cook your ability to care take care of the children but mm. it's like no as women we're more than that so let's stop with this idea of Facts. perpetuating this old gender stereotype of women being in the kitchen and cooking for these men let's stop that it's I, a new day. I completely agree that women are beyond that I, I completely agree that it is a new day where you know people should bring equal skills to the table and see how you can make it work. Yeah. However, you know, again, because of the fact that most women bear children, most women are nurturers. Yes. One of the first skills for, if, forget about me. I, I, I always use myself as an example, like right. with my wife or, you know, whatever. I'm saying, listen, I, it's not about what I want to eat. I'm not one of those guys that sits at the table and says, oh, yeah, uh, yeah this is what I want to eat. No, 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 no. I'm, Where's the jello fries uh, today? Uh, no, no, I'm not one of those. Yeah. I am. I call myself a survival specialist. And what that means is as long as there's noodles, bread, and rice in the house, I'm going to stay alive for as long as possible. Yeah. And I can make that work. Okay. And you can make that work too. That's, that's cool. I'm not demanding anything. Okay. However... If we're going to set up a family, if we're going to raise kids, if we're going to, you know, bring kids into this world, I also just want to know that, you know, when my kids are, are with you at home, they're well fed. You of know, course. They, they, they you know, will they're be. well taken care of. I'll give you an example. So when my daughter was like six or seven years old, I'll take her to school and then I'll pick her back up before her mom gets home. And one of these days, you know, she usually has her food ready so i just put it in microwave and stuff one of these days you know it, the food wasn't there so i had to make something and then yeah. i asked my daughter and i said what would you like to eat obviously like i said to you survival specialist rice bread and noodles i'm good <laughs> with that so my daughter was like mm, i said listen forget that one i'm cooking you noodles <laughs> don't, don't so be, she, she was yeah, bringing yeah, she the, was, no, the, no, the no. a la carte menu <laughs> listen that's not here for that one. So I made the noodles. And whilst I was making it, she sat on the kitchen cabinet. Yeah. And she was watching me. And there was a time she said, oh, daddy, no, not too much water. I said, will you keep quiet? <laughs> I'm thinking, if you don't eat it, you starve till your mother comes. And she kept quiet. She ate the food. And that was it. When her mom came, I, she was being, she, she kids can be smart. She was being polite. So her mom was like, oh, hello, baby. Have you had something to eat? She said, yes. She said, what did you eat? She just looked at me quietly and she looked at her mom and said, Daddy's soggy noodles. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said, I'm, a, I'm going to snitch. I'm, I'm singing. I said, I'm boy. all of the business. But no, I, I agree with you. And it's an again, important skill. Even though is, his, delivery, his delivery might, 
you know, be 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 the way he did with a little bit of comedy to it. Yeah. I still think it's a very important message that he's trying to pass across. And there are days when I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing my kids eat completely different things at the same time of the day because you know their mother their has to that them. skill to 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 explore. But if we if you know we have to also just let the, we have to tell our boys you got to be able to cook and take care of yourself. And that's my point. And we so also have to a, tell our daughters. You, you have gotta to be able to cook. But you I see, mean, so so that's my point. That's so my it's point. Still it's still whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the balance know? for me. It's it's just the balance. And like your story is hilarious, but it just reminds me of I was watching this reality TV show, yeah. and um, this man's wife had gone away for a few days on a business trip. Or I think no, I don't think she was gone for a few days. Maybe just for the day, and he was left in charge. This man tried to give his son a peanut butter sandwich. However, his son is allergic to peanuts. Ah! God, this guy so my point, kid. imagine. So my point <laughs> is, no idea. In the same way that we demand God. that women be able to cook to take care of the kids, we also need men to help us as well, mm. right? We just need that balance. Yeah. So, so again, it's it's not necessarily that I completely disagree with that women should cook, blah blah blah, like. Everybody should be able to cook, is my point. Can you Everyone cook? Everyone should be able to cook. Can you cook? Absolutely. I can throw it down. However, I don't like to cook. I'll just be honest. I don't <sighs> like cooking. I like to be catered to. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've got to... Let me tell you something. Every time you come on this show, yeah. a lot of guys hit me up. They're like, what's her number? They want to meet her. All of that stuff. Every time they always hit me up. But obviously, if there's nobody... If I can't vouch for you, I ain't passing her number. You're going to have to meet her yourself. Because if anything goes wrong, <laughs> I don't want that situation because I'm going to have to invite her back to my show. Okay, but how now, about this? Now that you're now saying that you you don't like cooking, yeah, it's not a really good advertisement, you know what I mean? And that's absolutely okay with <sighs> me. Good advertisement or not, the one that's going to come to me is going to know, I, do you know what, my babes likes to be pampered, so... <laughs> I got her, okay? Breakfast in bed, I got her. Cheeky lunch out, babe, I got you. Yeah? Oh. Babe, you want to go out to dinner with the girls? All right, here's a cheeky 50 to 100 pounds. Go treat yourself, dinner with the girls. Come on. Boom. It be like that. Oh, listen. Well, Lethal Bizzle, that's your message from Norma. Anyway... <laughs> We go over to Nigeria, where one half of the iconic group P-Square and Peter, a.k.a. Mr. P, caught up with myself on Instagram Live to talk about his brand new al album titled Prodigal. The singer spoke candidly about, the create the, uh, about creating the fantastic album and the pressures he faced from doubting fans about the quality of his music and his talent. He also talked about how he met his wife, who initially was an agent who he met as a new artist in Lagos, trying to find his way in the game, long before the money and the fame. You know, we talked about that. Um, he also spoke about the constraints he had in the group with his brother in P-Square and how free and happy he is right now. It has to be said that the album is absolutely brilliant and the general reviews has been favorable with huge numbers so far. So a, a brief rundown of the P-Square story is the iconic Afrobeats duo who dominated Afrobeats for well over a decade, touring across Africa from South Africa to Syria alone to Nigeria. Stadiums, you know, across mm -hmm. Africa and really doing major, major things. All of a sudden, at the pinnacle of their career as a dynamic duo, they f the relationship fell apart. It became public that both brothers, who are a set of twins, um, had decided 
not to continue the working relationship. Specifically, Peter had decided to walk away from that group, you know, claiming, you know, irrectifiable differences or whatever. And he had said in the past that one of the reasons why he wanted to make that decision was that his own identity within the music um, that they were making wasn't really shining through. Mm -hmm. And there was a there was almost like an image that was being put across that he was just a dancer and really wasn't part of the music creating process. And he felt that that was bad for him. Plus, most of the music that was put out as P-Square and promoted as a group were music that, you know, had come from his brother, Paul. Right. So that went, and then obviously in the media as well, they talked about, you know, his wife being, you know, there were allegations that she was part of the reasons why the brothers split and that, you know, the other parts of the family didn't really like her and all of that stuff. And there's been back and forth in the media continuously for the last couple of years. However, um, over the last one year, Paul has really been successful in his solo career, and so has Peter been successful in his solo career. This album, Prodigal, is the first body of work that Peter will be putting out as a solo artist. And like I said, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Did you get to to watch the Instagram live interview I did with him. What were your thoughts about what clips you saw so, so far? So not the full thing, but yeah. something that just stuck out to me is the fact that he said he is free and he is happy. Mm. Main, main important thing mm. out of the entire um, debacle that's happening. Yeah. Um, I think with groups, a lot of the times, we for some reason, we expect them to be together forever, mm. whether it's Destiny's Child or, you know, Little Mix or it's One Direction or whatever group it is, we expect them to move as one um, forever because yeah. we love them as a group, we love their music. Yep. However, I think we have, to, we have to remember that people are on their own individual journeys. Yep. Yes, they were twins. Yes, they came up together. However, you know, people have their differences. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, we can't have the same vision. And because we are two different people, yep. right? Okay, so they're twins, yes. They may have had some of the, a similar vision. Yep. However, what God has put on my heart to do and what God puts in your heart to do it's may be a little different. bit different. Yep. The talents we have within each other may be different. Yes, we're twins. Maybe one of them was a better producer. Yep. One of them is a better writer. Whatever talents he's got, they are they just bring two it different. together. Yep. Right. They can bring it together and it can work for a certain number of time. Yep. However, after a certain period of time, it's like, okay, at this point, maybe our vision is no longer aligning as mm. it should. Mm. And we're on two different parts as individuals, mm. as mm. artists as well. Yeah. So obviously at some point, it's no surprise that a lot of these groups pull apart. So it doesn't really surprise me. Mm. It's just more so I think the sad thing is the family no longer talking. Yeah. It's one thing to separate as artists, but it's another thing to separate as, as brothers and his family. I think that's the most difficult thing, especially for even for us P-Square fans. The fact that we know that it was such a fantastic family unit where the twins were the performers, their brother was the third, almost like the third member of the group, but he was like their manager, their mm -hmm. older brother. He directed most of the videos. And there was this perception and narrative that was put in the press that this group was so tight-knit. You know, they made incredible money together and everything was in the family. Yeah. You know, so when the family broke and... and uh, 
media outlets got all sorts of clips and information that personal differences are coming to it, especially that of Peter's wife, who the perception in the media was like, oh, all of a sudden this almost like this gold digger woman shows up and has split the family apart. Yeah. However, based on his story, it now shows that she was actually there before the fame and money. Was there. He said that when he traveled to Lagos, you know, she was working at an agency. And because of the fact that their CD, their or demo CD, had been stuck in a CD player for a couple of months where she couldn't get it out and she hadn't fixed it, every time she played music in the car, she was only playing P-square music. So whenever her agency was booking talents to perform, she always just put P-square on the bill. And be like, yo, I love their songs. Get them paid. Come through. And every time they did, they would go back to her and say, thank you. We really appreciate it. Da, 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 da. They split with the former manager. And then they didn't have her contact. So Peter had to go on the road looking at signs somewhere that he had been before and finally located her office to rekindle oh. the business relationship that, oh, that manager that brought us here, he's no longer working with us, but we still like the opportunities that you provide us. Fast forward to now, that's the mother of his children and his proud wife. So that shows that she's been there. She was that there time. for the right reason. And it explains why he stood by her, even despite the, the you know the the public perception and the image has been put out in the press. Yeah, and I think for me anyway, I always look at it like you cannot. I as a third party cannot come and split unless you allow me to. Mm. I cannot come and put a wedge between two brothers unless you allow me to. Unless there was already cracks there, or maybe she came in and kind of showed what was already going on underneath. Mm and kind of expose the cracks that was going on. Obviously, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm mm. just kind of giving an, yeah. an example. But you cannot come and divide what's not already divided. Mm. I don't think anyone has that much power. I mean, unless she was like this conniving, evil human being. Mm. But I don't, obviously, I don't think that's the case because clearly he married her. Yes. But yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think there was probably something that was already going on there. Yeah. And she just kind of happened to come into a situation that and was already divided. To, she basically would have to stand by her man. And yeah, in a situation like this... I'm going to stand know, by my boo. Exactly. And I'm going to go where you go. So that's the thing. Sometimes when in a relationship where, you know, the family is pulling one way and your man is pulling another way, sometimes even if you don't totally agree with his positioning or disagree with the family, you still have to stand by the man the that's man. brought you in here. Absolutely. So most times, ultimately, the women always take the bad end of the stick because she has to stand by her man. Why is that? Yeah. Why is it that we always find ourselves blaming the woman for coming in between or putting the blame on her as if men don't have a mind of their own Absolutely. or as if they don't have um, same the agency? Megan, because of Megan, because of Me the same thing with Meghan Markle. People, I think people yeah. put the perception out because of the fact that, you know, we expect pillow talk. We expect that regardless of what's happening in the day, both man and woman will lay down at night and whilst they're in, their, in the corners of their room, they will speak about the problems that have arisen. Yeah. And we hope that the woman somehow takes her side and completely throws her husband's side away. Yeah. So that's really what people, every time women find themselves in that situation, 
usually is that, you know, unrealistic perception where we feel somehow she's going to agree with us. And it just and, it, and disagree it doesn't, with it doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, I'm marrying him. Mm. I'm not marrying you, mother-in-law. I'm not marrying you, brother-in-law, sister-in-law. Mm. It's not you that I have to go home with and deal with the drama mm. when we're now in our own home. This is the man that I've decided to be with. Therefore, I'm going to have to... Sp- um, I'm gonna have to stand by what he decides yep. and support him, mm. right? We said for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, all of that. So I'm gonna have to put that into practice yep. in the same way that I did when I was doing my vows. I'm gonna have to put that into practice and stand by him. Absolutely. Now, another thing he said that I really wanted to touch on was the fact that he also spoke candidly about the role that fans have played in the separation of the brothers. He said the fans were hugely responsible in them really going the separate ways as they continued to push the narrative that one was a dancer, one was a singer. One didn't add anything to the group whilst one continuously was doing well. Every time there was a comparison leveled at both brothers and that ultimately started to eat in slowly but surely yeah. and eventually got in it would in- it would affect you like i mean as a man as a human being you have an ego and you know the talents that you with you have you know the talents that you've put into this group Absolutely. and you know the effort you've put in so to feel like you're being disrespected for people for people to be calling you the backup dancer of the group Mm. when you know you've been putting in work you've been putting in vocals in the studio you've been putting in the hours when you plays all instruments you know you're doing all of this for the group and you've you are the reason the group is in the position they're, they're in, mm. along with your brother. Because you brought that 50% or the 30% yeah, or so whatever it is. Yeah, so for now, for people to be calling you a dancer, you'll, you'll feel disrespected mm. and not appreciated. Mm. And I think because as musicians' lives are and their careers are based on the love and support we show them yep. as fans. So if the people that are supposed to be supporting me and pretty much carry my career, if they don't see the value in my talent then what do I have? That's deep. What do I have? Because it's, it's different to any other job where you can move from one job to the next and whatever, but yeah, the if perception, you're not here, you if you're not go. happy here, you can yeah. go there. It's very different as an artist. It's very, very different mm. because at the end of the day, your livelihood and your career is based on the perception from the public and from the fans. Wow. And then he now used that to make an example with what the fans are currently doing to Bernard, David on Whiskey, Tiwa Savage and Yemi Alade, the continuous comparison for getting yes. the individual um, contributions that each artist has brought to the game. Whiskey is, you know, was was the reason why the new generation young Afrobeats fans came into the game. He changed the game for the younger generation. David O brought the competitive edge and, you know, that brotherliness and that excitement into the culture. Burner Boy has taken it to the next level and winning yes. a Grammy. Yemi yes. day and Tiwa Savage. Everybody has an individual contribution to the success of this whole genre. Culture. And he was saying that we need to educate our fans and let them know, because I'm a fan too, that yes, it's okay to have our favorites, but it is not okay to compare them consistently with the other person and try to bring the other artists down just because we love our own. And those messages on social media, on YouTube, in the press, ultimately find its way 
to the artists and start to affect the way they do business with their colleagues and the way they react in the public. It's so true. It's so true. Mm. Um, I think we do have to take responsibility as fans. I mean, like, we do like the little bit of drama and the comparisons on yeah. Twitter and the jokes and the and the laughs. However, like, you're absolutely right. At some point, it does start to get to you. Mm. Because can you imagine if your whole career, your manager is constantly comparing you to, to the girl that sits next to you? At some Damn. point, it's just going to get to you. It's going to start to affect your confidence, mm. potentially your performance, because you're always thinking Doubting. of that person. For instance, let me just use an example. Let's yeah. say if David is always thinking at the back of his head, um, creating yeah. with Wizkid in mind, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Next thing you know, you're starting to copy that person yeah. because yeah. you're trying to you be like identity. them. Yeah, so it's like, just, yeah, we, we have to take responsibility and maybe just ease off. Absolutely. Ease off. I think easy enough <laughs> is the way to put it. Now, over to Ghana, where Twitter users and trolls attack superstar rapper Sarkodie for what they claim to be copycatism, if there is such a word, I might add. Well, the rapper Sarkodie put out images promoting his soon-to-be-released album titled No Pressure, and fans have picked out one of the images claiming he copied whisked now-famous images where he points at his gold teeth or shall I say grills? You know, those, mm. that looks there. <laughs> now, well, Wizkid had similar poses in his, in his just-released video Essence featuring Thames, so Twitter users instantly put both images next to each other, pointing out the similarities and calling Sarkoje a copycat. Your thoughts on that? Ridiculous, isn't it, right? Isn't it ironic how we were just talking about comparison, comparison. absolutely, and now we're back into the into yeah. that catalog of and the fans, fans yep. comparing, fans creating drama out of absolutely nothing. nothing. If you know anything about the music industry, um, hip hop, and just like male Facts. artists, the Facts. one thing that you will know no. is that all of them will get grills and they, the first thing they're going to do <laughs> is show it it's off. Showing now, when you when you sent me that brief, the yeah. first thing I did, I was like, oh, come on, really, this cannot be a conversation. <laughs> I swear. The first thing I did, I literally went onto Google, typed in hip-hop artist grills. Every one of them had the same Every, post. from ASAP <laughs> Rocky to anybody, to, to everybody, you will see them with that exact same pose, the yeah. exact same pose. Yeah. So it's not even like it's only Wizkid that has grills and is the only one that can now do that pose. Like... Let's just, let's just get it together, please. Yeah. There's more important things to be arguing about exactly. besides a pose. A pose! It's not even like we're talking about he he copied his song, yeah. he copied a couple, like a lyric or it, a flow. And it or, made the blogs, you know, it was trending. People started putting pictures up. People were, you know, they were calling. And I, when I checked the news and I'm like, is this really what's happening? Like, instantly when I saw the images, I had images of Bernard, David O., with the same pose, Tiwa Savage, yeah. with the same pose, pointing at their grills. I'm it is a reflex action. Reflex you can, action. I'm sure you can even find a picture of Kim Kardashian with that pose, <laughs> yeah. but she's got yeah. grills as well. So yeah. it's yeah. so, so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, come on. But it shows now how low fans will go in trying to pit their favorites against, against other each artists other. and and you know, create something that's not there and make that. And and artists 
if you know anything about creatives, are some of the most sensitive human beings around. Yes. Something this small that you and I are just giggling about and thinking, ah, man, this is, if I was working in the soccer day team, the minute this came, I'd just fling it off the table and be like, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Something like that, so trivial, could set off an artist and, and you and know. And create drama for create the next decade. Drama. And you know, the one, like, there, there are fans, right? So let's say, like, the Beehive, they don't play about Beyonce. Ooh, or Nicki Minaj's Barbies. The Barbies, they don't play about her. The WizKid fans, they, they too, <laughs> they don't play about that man. Listen, they shout out WizKid FC, man. I ain't going to play. WizKid FC is one of the FC. most loyal fan bases in the world. When you're talking the Beehive, the Barbs, you have to put the FC, WizKid FC in there. Oh, they, they are don't. relentless. They back WizKid to the hill. To if, the core. If, they will come for you. Try and tweet anything. <laughs> Even if it's just you know, like a, a, a critique you, about WizKid, you don't have they to. will come for your neck. <laughs> you don't, don't even dare you if you like your piece. Even, you don't even have to tweet anything. You say anything in any form about WizKid, they'll find it out. If you're yeah. supporting him, they'll find it out. Mm -hmm. If he's attacking him, they're coming for you as well. Yes. So anything they see that might be a little... So I, when I saw this, I instantly thought, oh, man, the Whiskey FC, yeah. they came out in full. Because if anything, why didn't they compare that pose to all the other hip-hop artists that have done the exact same pose, mm. but they chose Whiskey to compare to? Because obviously, okay, fine, like he's also an Afrobeat artist, but it's like, you could have picked anybody else, but you're now, again choosing to pit two great artists against each other for no absolute reason. And like you said, we all, we don't always know the repercussions. Yep. It could potentially then turn into another thing, into yeah. another thing, and then there's now... The artists um, don't want to see each other. They don't want yeah, to stand close to each, to each other. They don't, they don't want to work with each other. They don't want to collaborate. And it's just like a whole thing, which is just unnecessary, and, all because of a picture. And there's something you said that's very vital. Sarkodie is one of the most iconic rappers from Africa. He's been in the hip-hop culture from the get-go. Yeah. Sarkodie is a rapper, a hip-hop head. So Grills, Chains, that's his shindig. It's part of his that's culture. That's his culture. Yeah. Like, regardless of whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Afrobeat. No, no, no. Sarkodie, he's not looking at the Afrobeat artist. He's looking at Jay-Z. Exactly. That exactly. Is looking he probably at, wasn't yeah, even thinking yeah. of Wizkid. No shade, Wizkid. No. We love you, but he wasn't no, thinking about him because at all. A hip -hop probably. Head. Yeah. And you know, when you speak about Sarkodie, yes, he's had some big Afrobeat smashes, but when you ask him what kind of music he does, he'll look you dead in the eyes and say, "Hip hop. I'm a rapper." Yeah. That's what he is. So people need to understand before they start to say things, you have to look a little deeper, just like you said. Put into Google. Find out a little bit more about this artist, especially those of you that don't know who he is. And then you might understand why certain things are the way they are. He is a hip-hop artist. He's a rapper that can make Afrobeats music, but his number one culture is hip-hop and rap. And he is influenced by the grills, the Timberlands, the chains, that's his swag. Yeah, so ultimately, you will see it when he's promoting the new project. No Pressure's about to drop. He's dropped a record already that looks no fugazi. Absolutely crazy. Produced by Rex from Nigeria. Even though it's an Afrobeat record, my brother's still rapping on it. Mm, <laughs> giving us the vibes that we like. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, 
Speaking about rappers, uh, over to the USA where rapper Lil Nas X uh, responds to trolls after they attacked him for allegedly leaving his mother to suffer after videos went viral showing the lady asking for financial support on the streets. Well, Lil Nas X responds to the claim saying, don't know how many nights I've cried myself to sleep, feeling guilty because nothing I tried will help my mom. Paint me as the bad guy all you want, but at the end of the day, you don't know me outside of this internet-ish. He had said previously that his mother suffered from addiction and didn't want to talk about that relationship. His father, who is a popular gospel musician, Robert Stafford, came to his defense on social media and saying how much Lil Nas X had been there for the family by saying, despite what people say, he is the greatest kid a parent can be blessed with. Mm. Stafford wrote, although his mom is in a struggle with an addiction, she's still a queen in capital. And he goes through great lengths to make sure we're all taken care of. Stafford ended the post by asking people to keep Lil Nas X's mother in their prayers. And he warned, those out there trying to create a false story about his family won't prosper. Now, over the last couple of weeks, obviously Lil Nas X caught a lot of steam for the video he shot for his latest song that saw him twerking for the devil before killing the devil in hell and then releasing uh, a sneaker line that had elements of real blood in it called the devil shoes. Uh, instantly, the backlash on social media was absolutely crazy, although the record made crazy amounts of numbers online, uh, I think went to the top of the billboard charts or something like that. So he's been very successful. However, um, people within uh, pop culture and the black community in, in America and around the world, and uh, particularly Christians, have had a lot to say about it. Yeah. That, you know, people have uh, have leveled to uh, claims against him that he sold his soul to become successful. He's, you know, he's doing all of this stuff just to be, you know, to make money and be accepted in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And then the video of his mother uh, sadly went viral of her, you know, asking for funds on the streets. First of all, what are your thoughts about this story and and a rapper at the top of his game or a musician at the top of his game, he, although very young, at 22, yeah, having really to young. deal with this type of situation with a family member dealing with addiction in public. It's heartbreaking, man. It's uh, it's heartbreaking. And wasn't mm. it just last week you were on the podcast talking about DMX and his suffering with yep. addiction? Yep. Um, it's just, I think we don't truly understand how difficult it is to deal with somebody that has addiction. Mm. I think people underestimate how much it can have a hold on somebody mm. physically and mentally. Mm. You know, you're literally fighting yourself. You're you're fighting your mental and you're fighting your own body, mm. you know, trying to fight for this drug and wanting this drug, feeling for this drug. Mm. Um, and, you know, the fact that his dad, his dad even came out to support him and yeah. say, look, guys, like, he has tried. He really has tried. Um, he's putting his money behind his mom and yeah. doing what he needs to do to support her. So, I, I mean, I believe he's, he's tried his best. And mm. if, he, if he's saying, you know, like, I've cried myself to sleep, man, mm. that's hard. Yeah, yeah. Because which, which um, 
child, you know, would make all of this money because we all dream of making taking it big and taking care of mommy. You yeah. just want to make her proud. You want to yeah. make sure that she's good. Yeah. She's taken care of. Yeah. So I, I truly believe that he's probably tried his best, but yeah. obviously she has to fight her own demons, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like you were saying last week, um, I you think DMX yeah. had been to, um, to rehab several times, several times and tried multiple different things yeah. and all and of Ke- these things. And Kevin Lau said, Kevin Lau said at the end of that interview, which was one of the most touching things I heard and probably one of the scariest things I heard as well, which was you cannot help someone who's not ready to help themselves. Yeah. Ultimately, regardless of what everybody else can do around them, majority of the fight still lies at the table of the person that's fighting and struggling with addiction. I remember Mario, um, the Mario of Let Me Love You back yeah. then. He had a documentary on MTV where he, I think the title of the documentary was I'm, I'm Not Gonna Love You to Death, which was his mother who had struggled with addiction at the time. He had a whole documentary documenting the difficult relationship he had with her and how they went with interventions after interventions, taking her to rehab, coming out looking clean and healthy. And sadly, a couple of years ago, she finally gave up. Um, She passed on due to the addiction that she'd been fighting for over a decade, ever since she was a young kid. It's, it's it's so difficult. It's mm. so so difficult. Even um, Demi Lovato, I think she's got yes. a special right now on YouTube where she documents her struggle with addiction, um, and she had a overdose that almost literally killed her, her in the yeah. exact same way that Dear Mix unfortunately passed away, wow. where it was laced with something. I think it's fentanyl or something like that. Wow. Um, and she was literally on her deathbed. Like if I think um, she documents how if her assistant hadn't found her within four to five minutes, she definitely would have passed. Um, And this is someone that's been to rehab several times. Maybe this Mm. is her third time, I'm sure. You know, I think it's a a struggle that we will never understand until you're in it, until you're fighting with it, until you're the one dealing with it. You don't know how much of a stronghold this thing has on somebody. And there's only so much you can do. You know, I'm sure like little Nas has tried all he can do, thrown all the money that he can into the situation. But unfortunately, sometimes money is not the solution. Unfortunately, money is not the solution. Hmm. You just have to pray and hope that this time it works. This This time the rehab works, the praying works. A miracle happens. Absolutely, man. And I think uh, the the more discussions we're having in the open space about drug addiction and how detrimental it is, not only to the person addicted, but to the family and the loved ones of the, the, you know, what it does mentally to that family is also very, very difficult thing. So the more open discussions we have will probably lead us to to people seeking more help and, uh, and other people, you know, fighting the, the addiction and getting the help that they need. Yes. Um, they're a very sensitive topic there. Now, staying in the USA, where this weekend, rap legend Snoop Dogg's video DJing went viral in the Afrobeats community because he was playing Whiskey's Essence featuring singer Thames. Not only was the world excited that Snoop Dogg, who also doubles as a DJ once in a while, was playing Whiskey's record, what made the video special to me was that there was someone in the background who made reference to the record, which Snoop Dogg responded, it's slamming like a MF. Well, Snoop isn't new to Afrobeats. He famously collaborated with the band on the endowed, and so endowed, 
remix uh, and he appeared in the video at the time which is probably about a decade ago now uh, when such collaborations were absolutely rare uh, him playing the whiskey record for the world during his Instagram live party is just another little step for Afrobeats and Afropop showing our records getting on the playlist of popular DJs and personalities. I was one of those stoked fans. I posted the video. I went on yes. Twitter. I was jumping and screaming. <laughs> was I wrong to, to, to celebrate such a, a very little uh, win? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm here for it. Um, but I'm also not surprised by it. Mm. Um, he, I think Snoop Dogg is one of those artists that he comes across as someone that loves music from all over. Yep. He embraces the different cultures yep. and just um, from the different sounds that he's given us across time yep. um, with his music. You can kind of sense that he dibbles and dabbles and he's, he's able to be inspired by different artists, which I absolutely love and mm. that he has an appreciation for other music outside of American he did a, music. He did a reggae album. He done a gospel album. So yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely one of those. So I would, I would love to see him maybe collaborate with Wizkid or maybe collaborate with some Burner. Of the, some of the younger. Mm. Yeah. Some but I can, I, I feel like him and Wizkid on a, on a song that's kind of on the vibe of Whiskey's last album, mm. where there's like elements of like reggae into it, it's a slow I kind of vibe. vibe. It's a good kind of vibe. I feel like it would be a lit record. I feel like it could definitely be be be. Um, Absolutely, I, I think, like I said, um, this is not. Snoop Dogg's first affiliation with Afrobeats, the collaboration with the band uh, Endowed Remix at that time was groundbreaking. It was internet shattering. It was website bringing down stuff. I remember where I was when the video dropped. I went online and so were hundreds of thousands of fans on the Mo Hits Records website and the website completely crashed for the entire 24 hours. Wow. We were just so excited to see an icon like Snoop Dogg at a time when he had just uh, pop it like his heart, pop it like his... Yeah. And the next thing we saw was him next to Don Jazzy and the band in a music video, shot the video in LA. Um, and that was just moments like that would be those pivotal moments for me when Afrobeats took huge, giant steps forward. You know, yeah. the band inviting Kanye West to come to the HMV Apollo, like... Nobody expected that. I was in the crowd just watching the band uh, and, and just enjoying the Mo Hits record and the band just playing his harmonica. So he sat on the stage and it was just, he was playing um, all of the lights. So he played like the first 10 seconds. And we were like, yeah, that was the peak of all of your lights. And when the beat went, lights, and Kanye West just walked out on stage. I can imagine. I blew my it mind. I lost my mind. I fell down. I got up. <laughs> I, I couldn't get Kanye. Then Kanye West. Then when we all lost our minds and everybody calmed down, Kanye West brought out a chain and chained the band on stage. Oh! Wow. I walked out of that lit. venue. Like, like, yo, we're going to Hollywood energy. today. Energy, energy. <laughs> but I mean, we're here now. I, f I feel like we're here now. We're here now. They are catching on to the vibe that we've got going on. They mm. are catching on to this strong force of like good energy, mm. good vibe. Mm. Um, 
authentic sound that Absolutely. we have that is truly African and truly captivating and just comes from the soul, mm. you know? Um, so from Davido collaborating with Nicki Minaj. It's huge. You know, to Whiskey Lil, and Lil Drake. Baby. Whiskey and Drake. Whiskey Drake. Uh, last week, I just posted the video that uh, confirmed that Come Closer was platinum in the UK, platinum in Canada, gold in the United States of America, and gold in Australia. Uh, that is a huge achievement. Yeah. By an Afrobeats artist. We've had David O, two gold yeah. plaques, one platinum or two platinum packs. You know, we're consistently now doing it on the world stage as we dreamt of those years ago. And those little strides of collaboration with Snoop and Kanye West by the band and you know, the likes of Two Face, African Queen on, you know, on 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 on, on a African American movie yeah. playlist. Those were the little things that added up to, to here. And to see Snoop cap it at the weekend with playing the Essence record and just vibing to it. And he mm -hmm. said, he slams like an MF. Yeah. You know, like, but, you know, I just, um, maybe I'm reaching, so it's, it's tell yeah. me. But I feel like I'm just careful that we don't make it feel as if, like, we need their stamp of approval because mm. we're, we're already out here doing our thing. Mm. So, yeah, it's great that they jump on the wave that we've got, but it shouldn't be like that's the pinnacle or um, it's like that's their stamp of approval is what was needed. I, I don't um, think... I think it, it adds a different flavour. It definitely, yeah. of course, brings in their market. It yeah. brings in their audience to listen to what we've got going on. But I, I think the world is catching on already without having the Americans or the global stars kind of put their stamp of approval think, on what we've got. To be honest with you, it's not even about the stamp of approval. You have to understand that for a long time, a lot of us music fans who had listened to hip-hop and R&B and pop that had been sold heavily by the British and the American governments around the world, used as a tool to market their countries, we had absorbed subconsciously and consciously that that genre these artists were on top of their game yeah. not only did we absorb that they also financially benefited from that and and the publicity they gained around the world yes. so for the first time now that some of the artists that we have celebrated in our corners are now getting the opportunity to receive the spotlights and receiving the grammys and and doing the youtube live events and david o performing at the you know hot 97 summer jams and those moments where i've watched all my life and seeing some of the biggest superstars, I'm now having the opportunity to see a David O perform alongside 50 Cent at the MSG Arena yes. in New York. You know, it's not the stamp of approval, but it's a, it's, you know, it's a moment where I'm thinking, I always knew that we were that great. Yeah, I yeah. always just knew to see that them I'm, on the same level, to see them it. appreciated on the same level. That's yeah. all. That's I just, I just don't want it to ever be them being appreciated. In mm. association to, no. I just want them appreciated the for the level. great, yeah, no. for, for the grace that they Listen. are, and that, yeah, they just they, they are the grace. They uh, are doing their our thing. Artists, They're talented. Our artists are not only uh, just as talented as, as any artists around the world, from America to Asia, but they also are making the money and living the life that some of the greatest artists around the world have lived. Yeah, and, and they deserve living, it. Man. And they deserve, they deserve it. So, it. you know, it's not a, you know, but it's just a great moment for us to mention. Now, speaking yeah. about Africa, uh, we're going to, where are we going now? No, before we go to Africa, I wanted to go to East Africa, but I want to stay in Hollywood for now. Uh, over to Hollywood, where popular celebrity and reality star Paris Hilton spoke about 
still suffering from PTSD from her sex tape one night in Paris uh, going viral almost 20 years ago now. The 40-year-old spoke about the trauma she still deals with after her intimate tape with her then-boyfriend went viral to the world. The actress, socialite, and billionaire Harris said she was so traumatized by the situation then that she hid away in a hotel room and her sister filtered the news she watched and read, ensuring she stayed away from all negative press due to how badly it affected her. Paris spoke about her adoration for figures such as Princess Diana, but felt her video leaking would never let people take her that seriously ever in her life. She also said she is happy for where the laws are right now with revenge porn and unauthorized intimate footage hitting the net, but thinks we are still a long way from where we should be with protecting such tapes from damaging people's lives, careers, and futures. What are your thoughts about what um, Paris Hilton said here? A lot of us would have forgotten about the sex tape and Paris Hilton and, and what it did to her. But at 40 years old, she's still relieving that trauma and still dealing with it. It's heavy and it's mm. a lot. Um... I mean, Paris Hilton is one of the most inspiring businesswomen that mm. you could ever look at. Mm. Um, and she is the original influencer before the Kim Kardashians star. and yeah. reality star, right? Yeah. Um, Kim Kardashian was a stylist for her. Exactly. So <laughs> she, she is literally the blueprint. Um, mm. And the fact that someone took something that was so intimate, an intimate moment between them two, someone mm. that she loved, someone that she trusted betrayed her and put it out in the, on the internet for whatever reason, whether it was for money, whether it was for clout, whether it was to embarrass her, whatever the reasoning was, is absolutely unforgivable mm. and it's disgusting. Mm. Um, and like you said, she now has to relive this. Yeah. I can't even imagine the, the trauma, the humiliation yep. and thinking all of this that I've worked hard for, yep. for the last 20 years, however yep. old she was at that time. Yeah, she was 20 years old then. She, she was young. Yeah. Uh, she was a baby. Yeah. Um, like all of this that I've worked hard for. And some people, obviously, like a lot of people, I mean, we've forgotten about that because yeah. we just think about her as the businesswoman. Well, I do anyway. Um, but but to when think some like people that's hear the name Paris Hilton, they, they instantly that. go to the sex tape. So you see, so it's like all of this that I've worked hard for, hard for to be tainted by this stupid man that I trusted to violate me like mm. this mm. is heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, it just as I was reading the, the notes, I just kind of reminded me of a conversation I had with, actually several conversations mm. I've had with like guys that have told me, you know, of people or group chats where there's videos, <laughs> sex videos being sent, nudes being sent. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. People Fact. secretly recording whilst they're being intimate with somebody and yep. putting it into the group chat. Yeah. And everyone is there kikiing and laughing Kiki about kaka. it. Yep. It's not funny. It's absolutely not funny. Um, mm. Out of everything I'm going to say today, the one thing is that I just want to hammer home is that if you see your friend, they're sending you news that have were not sent to you originally but sent to them, hmm. delete that and tell them off because Facts. that's not acceptable. Do not be the person redistributing, mm. sharing, whether it's not for revenge, mm. whether it's just, oh, bro, look at the picture she sent me. Oh, bro, look what I was doing with her. Do not do that. Mm. That's a crime, number one. Number two, Fast. you will go to jail. That is um, 
a yeah, crime punishable yeah. up to two years in prison, facts, I believe now. Facts. So and that's almost likened to revenge porn. Even though yeah, you didn't yeah. know nothing about it, the fact that you passed it on, you've done you've committed a huge crime. But what what that's a great message to the guys, but what about a great message to the young girls? Where in they're in positions where now, you know, where the guys are pressuring young girls mm. to send nude pictures, to send videos. And then those guys being young, dumb, stupid, disrespectful themselves are going to redistribute. So how can we protect the most important part of this equation? The young girls that are doing to safeguard themselves from finding themselves in a revenge porn situation or a situation like this. Unfortunately, it's a case of just then just don't do it. Hmm. Just just don't send um, nude pictures of yourself. If you are going to send it, don't put your face in it or mm. anything that can identify you. Mm. Because I can't imagine, you know, let's say you're 15 or you're 16 or even at 20 or 50. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. Just the fact that that's an invasion of your privacy. Absolutely. That is disrespect. And again, it is... Um, it could affect your, your career prospects. Your career. It could affect things going for the rest of your life. Exactly. Paris Hilton is a billionaire's daughter. So thank God she's, ha- she's, she's lucky. She's fine. She had the financial backing to still carry out different things, although emotionally and mentally she's had to deal with this all her life and will continue dealing with this all her life. Forever. Imagine if she didn't have the financial backing and the background that she came from. How more damaging such content will be. And it really is. Um, You've just reminded me, I was, um, you know, just doing some research and I came across this story of this young woman who I believe she was like a YouTuber, had about 50,000 subscribers Mm -hmm. along with her sister, I believe. Um, And unfortunately, she was a victim of revenge porn. Um, And, you know, she's, you know, one day she's minding a business, she's at home doing whatever, and she's being sent links like, hey, look at this video of you, it's being circulated. Because of that, she's then, you know, she's lost her subscribers, lost her career as a YouTuber, obviously she was earning money. It's then affected her, her mental health, her income, just her her way of life. And mm. it's just like, all because of what, you know? So yeah. I think um, back to your question about what can we do, it really is maybe just being extra selective of who we share intimate pictures of ourselves with, mm. um, being extra careful that you... I, I just, you have to protect yourself. Yeah, you have to protect yourself. And the only way is just to not do it, unfortunately. Mm, mm. And you just have to hope and pray that whoever you've shared pictures with would have enough Don't respect for you to not share them. Don't go um, wrong. So and another thing I want to say as well, if you've got pictures of your ex or videos or somebody that sent them to you a long time ago, you guys are no longer together, you're delete no longer in contact, delete it. Delete it. There's no reason you should have possession of that. And there's no reason you should be redistributing it to your group chats, to your girls, to your boys. For a key key, it's not funny. Don't do that. It's Hmm. a crime. Absolutely. Well said. Now, leaving the States and coming back home to Africa, East Africa to be exact, where where we follow superstar Diamond Platinums uh, of Tanzania to catch up with his kids with former lover Zari Hassan for the second time in five months. Now, this made the news because the former lovers were at loggerheads for years. Uh, years, uh, Loggerheads years ago after they fell out due to Diamond publicly 
admitting to cheating on his then-partner in 2017. After the separation, there were allegations that the Ugandan socialite Zaria San was refusing Diamond's access to his kids. But all that died after the videos went viral five months ago showing Zari taking both kids to see their dad in Tanzania for the first time in years. Now, well, this quick stop in South Africa sees Diamond's and Diamond and his kids enjoying quality time at home uh, with fans of the former couple hoping that this new cordial relationship can lead to a reunion. Uh, however, Zari poured cold water on that by saying we are focusing on being better at co-parenting and nothing else regardless of reigniting their love back um or not it's great to see a dad being a father to his kids again and how important it is for us uh, to see that image of a father showing his responsible side of spending time with his kids and yeah. the mother who had had incredible differences with him in the past allowing this this relationship to carry on as it should what are your thoughts about yeah that? no um i think just back to the thing of people um speculating whether they'll get back together i mm. just feel like just people, them alone. yeah one, no, sleep them alone. Think people love a good love story <laughs> yeah. you know? we just want a good love story with what? a happy ending <laughs> and a <laughs> happily ever after that's what we want he's shaking his head that's, in the what, that's what we yeah. want but i mean at the end of the day the most important thing is that he gets to spend time with his um with his kids mm. and we put those kids at the center of the whole Facts. entire situation. Facts. You know? Um, yeah, just that they get to have a good relationship with their father, that mm. they get to spend time with him, that they get to form that relationship mm. that they deserve and that he also deserves as well Absolutely. as the father to those kids. Absolutely. Um, so and, yeah, and what about, you know, the message that that sets, sends out? Because we know of many relationships, family, friends or whatever, where the marriage has fallen, you know, fallen apart you know the relationship has completely gone left and one part of the relationship sometimes mostly women has refused access to the kids based on her personal beef mm. with the father of the children no not acceptable not acceptable it's not about you it's absolutely not about you like, mm. like that i think that's behavior that we definitely need to look at if um more because i've definitely heard like stories of you know oh she doesn't want she doesn't want to give me access to my kids because mm. we're no longer together or i'm refusing to be with her or i won't do every single thing on her terms yeah um it's not fair to the kids because at the end of the day they're the ones that suffer yeah like whenever they see that rift between mom and dad or they're not getting to see their dad because of xyz like it's just absolutely not fair to them because at the end of the day they were just brought onto this earth yep. by the two of you. Yep. So the two of you are responsible for giving them the best that you can. Absolutely. Whether it means they see their dad once a week, twice a week, or whatever it is, mm. we just need to make sure that those kids get the relationship they deserve with their dad, period. Speaking of dad uh, to his kids, this past week, Nigerian music industry titan Ubi Franklin went viral uh, due to a public argument he had with one of the mothers of his kids. Now, the businessman who had said publicly that he fathered four kids from four women mm. caught heat from his daughter's mom in the USA who claimed he contributed nothing 
to her upbringing, including her, spe- uh, including her spending countless money of him on him doing a trip to Dubai. The lady showed certain messages and screenshots which she claimed were evidence of her supporting him and not doing enough for their daughter. However, Ubi responded with receipts of his own, claiming every transfer of funds between them was him sending Naira and asking her to use the dollar equivalent for something on his behalf. He also said the mother of his daughter was fixated on him and not happy at being turned down by him. Whilst attempting to clear his name with his baby mother, Ubi fired angry shots at trolls on social media whom he felt crossed the line with their abuse, threats, and assumptions. Visibly angry in a now-deleted Instagram live clip, Ubi fired back at trolls asking any of them to say whatever they wrote on the gram to his face when they see him. He also screenshotted a couple of the DMs that he received with some of these trolls and fans asking him to commit suicide, take his own life, die of cancer, all of that type of stuff. So when you see some of the messages that some people have sent to him, his anger and outrage would probably be understandable. Yeah. However, that doesn't excuse the drama, the public drama that him and his baby mother have put on show over the last week. Because she also recorded a long video where she detailed their dealings. What yeah. are your thoughts about um, what happened here? I'm not sure who started the drama, hmm. where it started. But let's keep our dirty laundry away from social media. Ubi is a good friend. Is a good friend of mine, an but industry mate that I, I, you know, I believe would understand that regardless of how emotional he got, that the last thing he would have done was to take it to the net. So I was surprised yeah. to really see him invest that much into clearing the perceptions on social media, but he must have felt that he needed to salvage it. Yeah, to do that. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I think sometimes when it's so difficult to do, it's so hard, but you have to be the bigger person and ignore it. (sighs) Because now your your video is now going viral. And the thing is that people don't care, you know. They are using your drama, your life for entertainment. Your, I want to send it to my friends Facts. be like, oh, sis, did you see XYZ is going off on social media? Look at this drama. Da, da, da. So people are just using it for gossip, for a bit of love. Yep. No one really cares because at the end of the day, this is now destroying your family. Yes. Um, and the thing is, when this dies down, we're going to move on to the next drama mm. with the next person. Mm. However, he still has to deal with the repercussions of the drama that's just happened Facts. and transpired Facts. on social media. That may potentially affect their relationship, their co-parenting relationship. It's just, it's a lot. I mean, like I said. I think he also said something that I thought was very important where he, after all of the drama and all of the information he put out in the public, he also said, he wrote a long message asking other people to learn from his mistakes. Mm. Mistakes of, you know, fathering four kids by four different women, albeit all four blessings to him now, but... He also saw that there was an element of irresponsibility there. I respect that. I respect that. Um, Just one thing I wanted to say as well was that people have the audacity, man. The fact that you can message somebody and tell them to kill yourself. Yes, yes. How dare you? People doing that. How absolutely dare you? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. um, and it just reminded me there was, I think it was literally yesterday, Nella Rose, um, the social media influencer, yeah. digital creator and influencer, she shared a DM where someone sent her a message and told her to lose weight or it's not, it's not flattering, something, something. Wow. How dare you? I'm, yeah. I'm not a violent person, but people are not getting punched up enough, clearly. Mm. Because the fact that you would think it's okay to message another human being, you don't know them from Adam, yeah. and tell them to lose weight, tell them, oh, you're ugly, tell them... Um, kill yourself if what if that person did it what if that man mm. was in such a terrible mental state in that, that, that moment push them over the edge they pushed it over the edge and now you're like you've just added on to something that's killed somebody mm. like come on like i think we just have to be kinder to each other i think that's what it is i don't know what it is about social media and being behind screens that that, that allows gives people, people to say anything yeah, it gives them, make them feel like they've got the power mm. or... And the thing is that he'll probably type that message like, go kill yourself, blah, blah, and then move on. But you don't know that. Maybe that's like the fifth message of horrendous or messages twitch. that... yeah. Of that, what that person just received. So yeah. let's just be kinder to one another, please. And please. I think we just need to be responsible, you know. I understand that people have said be kind on social media, which is very important. However, following that, I would say be responsible. Just because you've got the power of a keyboard or an iPhone or whatever it is, doesn't give you the right to send terrible messages to someone else especially just for the fun of it and yeah. um people uh, deal with such messages and 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 social media differently to some of us we don't keep care about social media and what comments are sent or whatever it, it doesn't move in one bit mm. to some people it sets them off and they will not be able to physically do anything else but i even myself that i don't care about comments i don't read none of that stuff there might be one time that after 10 months that I decide to read a comment that really gets under my skin. Mm. And it almost physically makes you want, like, feel sick. Yeah. You, know, so you now want to reply. You exactly. now want to clap back. Now you want to engage. Now you want to respond. Now you want to... Yeah. And before you know it, you catch yourself. You get into a web, you know, situation where you're just going through that web and just replying yeah. and responding. The next thing you know, you're on Insta Niger blog <laughs> and you're another trending topic. So it just never ends. It never ends. But more of the story is that let's just be kinder to one another. Speaking of drama in the Nigerian music industry, UK-based Afrobeat singer Willie Exo called out mad over you superstar run town on instagram uh willie exo whilst wishing himself a happy birthday added uh the calling out of run town saying he needed his money back let's take a listen i got new music coming soon better sound better production vocals ta 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 if you don't wish me happy birthday and you sabi one town, pay me my money. Pay me my money. Me just like you. You say you go chop my money. Just they do like this. When I see you, you go shit that money because I'm not saying you don't get some. When I go, when I go, nothing in Zogo, you know that money by force. You get me? Come for again. Has to be said, uh, full disclosure, both artists are good acquaintances of mine, especially Ron Town, being uh, a close young brother of mine. When I saw this video, shock and disappointment um, because for someone like Willie Exo to have taken the time out to make such a video, he must have felt 
probably disrespected and yeah. hadn't received kind of like the response he deserved based on the business dealings that they had to make a record. But again, making a video to, to, to call out another entertainer, some people would say, you know, social media is not the place. Mm -hmm. But other people would argue differently. What are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, I actually found it funny. Like, I know it's not funny, but I found it so funny that yeah. it was his birthday. Because yeah. <laughs> that was going to go viral. <laughs> the fact that it was... <laughs> it's his birthday. Yeah. He said, happy birthday to me. Yeah. But big man, run me my piece, bro. <laughs> run me my check. Yeah, I think yeah. it's so funny, but I just, it's also really petty. Like, I think it's, <laughs> it's also very petty, but it's the fact that he used his own birthday to be the time to call him out <laughs> and do a video. That was a, because, you know, as always, we, we say when it comes to media relations and PR, your birthday is one of the most pivotal times to try to promote or market something because oh. a lot of attention comes your way on yeah. your birthday people yeah. come to shout you out people wish you happy birthday so if you've got a single coming out it's always advisable to release on your birthday because the wave of your celebration allows the noise to go up and that can really give you the exposure you need yeah. so that was also used in this format where he knew that on his birthday people <laughs> were going to come on his page and wish him a happy birthday yeah. and by sending the shout outs to his brother and say, listen, pay me back my money. That was going to get a lot more leverage than if he had done it on a on random day. day. But, but yeah, I just think there are other ways to deal with this. Mm. Come on, like there are other ways to deal with this and to make sure you get your money. Hence why there's contracts, there's there's lawyers, there's um, lawsuits. Do whatever you need to do. Um, I'm sure you have each other's contacts. If you don't want to contact that person directly, go through their manager. What, what if you, ha, have, have your manager speak to each other. Th that's what I wanted to say. Like, what if you have found yourself in a situation where you've tried to reach out to the artists multiple times and they're not responding and stuff like that? Like, what do you do then? That's why I said lawsuits are there for. Mm. That's what that's what the law is there for. I, it's I, there to support you. Mm. It's not just there to reprimand you when you've done bad. It's also to support you when someone has done bad to you. So use it to your best advantage. Look back at the contracts. Talk to the to your legal teams mm. or the who whoever you're signed to. Yeah. Speak to them. Whether you're signed to Sony or whoever, there's always someone that you can contact to get through to that person. Absolutely. Last resort pull up to, to them in person, pull up. I'm not saying on a violence thing. Put, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, Let's we can, up. I can and find this. you in person. Let's talk. Because clearly we have some sort of relationship for mm. us to get to this level. Therefore, we can always have a cordial um, conversation. Let's talk. Let's figure it out. Do we need a payment plan? Is you broke, young man? If you're broke, okay, maybe let's, maybe I'll give you extra two years to pay my money back. But there's, there's always a resolution that's and, better than social media. And I think uh, it's also an opportunity to, to also just pass the message out that, you know, people should also res respect contracts and respect yeah. business dealings, especially, you know, at times like this, when people are, are, are dipping into their hard-earned money, their deep pockets to, to kind of fund a situation yeah. when you have received payments when you've agreed to certain terms it is only right that you follow through on the terms that are agreed on to carry out your own responsibilities regardless of whether it's comfortable for you or you don't feel comfortable or happy about it but you still need to uh, do your part based on the fact that you had agreed 
terms. It's super important. It's one part of the music industry or the entertainment industry in Africa that might be lacking a lot of times. Because I'll be honest with you, I've been in those type of situations where I've made introductions and one party have agreed to do stuff and then they don't show up at the end of the day. Mm. And that not only messes the relationship between the artists up, it also messes relationships between the people that introduce them yeah. and the middle, you know, the go-between as well. So we have to always think about other people when we're making these decisions. Once you agree to do a certain thing and agree to the terms, please just do it. Yeah. And Let's avoid all of this type of drama. Be a man of your word. Facts. Now, over to South Africa, where there seems to be some weak drama brewing. Well, media personality, uh, Mihaly Indamisi. Mihaly. Mihaly. Indamisi. Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> I did I swag to it. Claimed on Twitter that her wigs worth 7,000 rand was stolen from her luggage on the British Airways flight. The media personality took to Twitter to detail the situation, saying her bag was broken into and a variety of things stolen. However, BA claimed the wig, wig's loss is non-refundable. And that set my... my Mithali. Mithali <laughs> off. Slamming the airline, saying she'll be back to embarrass the airline on social media if her loss is not refunded in full. You're a woman. Uh, you you don't play with your wigs. No, um, I don't. No, um, I don't. She, she wasn't too uh, bothered about the other stuff in the bag, but the wig was was a big issue. You know, the wig, the good quality, maybe 20, 25 inches, 26 inches down to your waist. Yeah. Yeah, we don't play about wigs, man. And the thing is that, okay, so she's in South Africa. I don't know yeah. where she was flying to or yeah. returning from. Yeah. But... Um, you know, that thing of your your suitcases being broken into yeah. items going missing is not new in that region of region, the world. Yeah. Like, you know, when, I know when I'm flying to Zimbabwe, flying to South Africa, I'm extra careful to make sure my valuables are in my carry-on um, carry so that things like that do not occur. And I now want to, you know, spot yeah. someone in the face because now my wigs have gone missing. It's not a joke. The the wig game is not a joke. And <laughs> she must have been livid. I hear you, sis. But I think she was even more angry by the fact that they seemed like they were not willing to the work response. with her. Yes. Versus the actual loss of property. Yes. It was more so the principle of the fact that and whole entire business is responding to me like this. Yeah. Oh no, run me my check, boo. Yeah. Run me my yeah. check. I need another wig. Them Sorry. saying that the wig isn't a non-refundable item, so they might class other stuff like iPads, so, so clothes, so clothing, and, and everything and else is refundable by wigs. But they thought that the wig was almost like an accessory that really isn't an important well, thing. Well, no, because, what would you because, say? Because the wig may have been. I think it's about three hundred and fifty to four hundred pounds. The, the wig that she, she was talking about because okay. it's about 7,000 7, rands. Rand? Yeah. yeah, so that's about the equivalent. So that's a lot of money still. Mm. That's a lot of money and I think for them to respond like that is very unprofessional. Um, items are items, whether it's a wig, whether it's a shoe, whether it's an iPad, mm. it's still my stuff that were lost by your working stuff. Yeah. Therefore, run me my check. Thank you very much. Run me my check. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> and finally, I know we didn't really uh, write about this, but over the last one week, uh, the developments have happened in the Derek Chauvin uh, case in the United States of America. That's the police officer that has now been uh, found guilty of second-degree murder of George Floyd uh, by putting his knee on George Floyd's neck and, and causing the death of the, the gentleman sadly last year. Obviously, George Floyd uh, demonstrations went around the world where people finally stood up and continued the phrase Black Lives Matter and demanded change in the police force and policing, not only in the United States of America, in Europe, and as well in Africa, the NSARS movement. The George Floyd uprising was one of those that gave the young people in Africa the, the energy and, and you know the inspiration to also speak up for themselves on yeah. their behalf. Uh, people in some quarters were a little skeptical that this trial was going to come to a guilty verdict because obviously a lot of police officers in the past, white police officers I might add, who have gone free for killing uh, innocent young black men and women in the United States of America. But this being a very high profile case, it seemed like history was going to repeat itself unfortunately for Derek Chauvin, unfortunately for the United States of America and the black people and the family of yes. George Floyd, um, it seems like justice will be served with this guilty verdict. What were your thoughts? Amazing, mm. um, but still not good enough. It's, it's a mm. step. I think they are potentially using him as an example. Mm. To, because of the high-profile case. Because it was a high-profile case. I think if it wasn't so high-profile, potentially it could have just been one of those swept under the rug, mm. found not guilty, and he, he would have walked scot-free and continued to work as a policeman and continue with his life. Mm. Um, if you see the images when they announce the guilty verdict, yes. you could see he was looking he was shocked. Yeah, he looked he, he was, like, he was wearing a mask, but you could see he like, was like, huh? what? How guilty? dare you? Yeah. Like, how dare you put me, um, find me guilty? But yeah, I think it's hopefully a step in the right direction, but I'll be completely honest. I'm not holding my breath and hoping that this will um, start a change and a chain of the sad these fact, men the being sound, held accountable for killing. The sad fact is on the night of that uh you mm -hmm. know verdict yeah a young girl was murdered um and you know the v images came out where she allegedly was allegedly had a knife in her hand and the police officer shot and killed her on the spot a week before this uh verdict was announced a young man was stopped searched on his way uh running away from the police officer uh, the female police officer white i might add fired at her, claiming, fired at him, killing him and claiming that she thought she was firing a taser at another black. So this seems to be the same old story every other week. One pops up in the United States of America. The same old story, same mm. old story. And I think it's so ridiculous that he killed this 16-year-old girl who, because apparently she had a knife, I bet you if that girl was a white man holding a machete. They would have he would have found a way to talk him down. To put him on the floor, yeah. tackle him, take that machete away. Yeah. But because it was a little black girl, they didn't care for her life. They didn't put value on her life and he felt no way to kill her. Hmm. So 
again, like, this is a never-ending story until I just, at this point, I'm like, what else what else can we do what else can we do how much more can we scream and shout and cry and beg Mm. literally beg for them to stop killing us until they hear us it's just it's it's heartbreaking at this point it's just it's as if there's just no more to give like you've cried until you've cried you've begged you've we protest we do all of these things but it's like what will it take for you to value our lives in the same way that you value your life yeah. what will it take for you to see this little black girl in the same way that you value and you treasure little black girls what will it take for you to just value us as a people yeah. you know absolutely hopefully um we'll keep on following stories like this and see what happens in the future hopefully some way somehow um the more justice being done and and police officers that are carrying out these atrocious crimes being convicted, we might start to see a turn in the tide in favor of black people. But we wouldn't hold our breath on that one. Uh, And that wraps up this week's episode of Adi Chappelle Live, the official Afrobeats podcast. As always, my superstar guest, Norma of Dreams and Money podcast. Thanks for coming through. No, thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. You'll be here again. Don't worry about that. I shall. I'll be returning. People will be calling me, asking for a number again. And I'll be saying, (laughs) I don't have it. I ain't got it. (laughs) I don't know that girl. Sorry. I don't know know that girl. I don't know. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for the support as always please like share comment uh subscribe to the youtube channel a big shout out to the entire team afromedia studios lm media i maurice shoops.com and yanga tv until next time uh it's same time same place from us to you is peace we out <laughs>